Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are locked on Mavericks. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? First off, it's good to be back. Um, I was going to tell you... I'll tell you what happened to me over the weekend. Man, we had we you and I both had quite the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Friday, I go into Friday. My I work a job with a, a nonprofit ministry dealing with the school system. So, so anyway, um, I was off on Monday or Friday and Monday, so it's a four day weekend coming up for me. And my original plans going into the weekend, my dog was going to get fixed this weekend, and our vet lives in Tyler. So I was going to drive to Tyler on Friday, drop the dog off, drive back on Saturday. Yeah, all the way to this... Tyler for your dog to get checked out? I do. It's some family friends. It's okay, a vet. Right. And I really trust them. And anyway, so. That's fair. Tyler's really <laughs> far. If anybody doesn't live here, that's like. That's like a two hour drive. Yeah, it's like a two hour drive from Dallas. With, with, my, with my puppy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so I had these plans this weekend. I'm like, okay, long weekend, whatever. So on Friday, I'm off on Friday. I don't get to eat lunch with my wife very often. I go to show up to meet my wife outside of her work. And we go in this restaurant. She goes outside and she's on the phone. And she steps in. She's like, hey, I need you to come outside for a second. We might have to go back to my work. <laughs> I, I step outside and she's like taping me with her phone. And I'm like, <laughs> what the freak are you doing? Like, stop taping me. Weirdo. <laughs> my best friend is on the sidewalk from, from back home in Kentucky. Kentucky. And... It was wild. I've been trying, he hadn't been down here and at all since we moved down here three or four years ago. And he, we just talked about, you know, the other day, I'm like, man, sometime by the end of the year. And so him and my wife worked together. And so he spent the weekend with me. I've tweeted about him a few different times. And so I'm making the sales pitch to him to move to Dallas because he's kind of just at this stage in life now to where he can move, you know, somewhere, not a lot of strings attached back home. So I'm making the pitch. I've taken, <laughs> I've taken him so so many restaurants over the weekend, so many different places, and it's fun. There's no Mavericks game. We had a Mavericks game, you know, Monday night, and he his flight leaves like right before the game. Ugh. So anyway, it was a it was a cool uh, cool experience. I never get surprised. Like my wife is an awesome person, and I love her to death, but she's not very good at surprises. <laughs> and and she pulled this one off really well. Like it caught me off so. Like it was unreal, but it was so that was really cool. My week, my week was completely different. I don't know if you can tell, but I got sick recently, and I have I haven't gotten sick in like five years. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I got sick, but I'm working at this new office. Literally, everybody's going down. Like all these people. Are just oh like, crap! One by one, just this one, the girl that was training me when I first started, she was out for five days while I was still being trained. So I was like <laughs> jumping five in days. doing stuff. Yeah, five work days. She was out. And, uh, yeah, it was nuts. So got sick. I also, uh, took one of my cars to the, 
took one of my cars to the shop and I got my keys back and the house key was broken in half. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, what the heck? And then the key in my, my other car wasn't turning. And I was like, man, just the, we have, I have had the worst luck with keys. And so <laughs> you guys tweet me with ideas for, for stuff. I've tried pretty much everything. I get it to start every once in a while, but gosh, what a, I had just had the craziest week with keys and my voice going out and stuff. So. That I was, sucks. I was supposed to be at a two-year-old's birthday party an hour ago and did not make it. So you did not go. Shout out to David. Turned two years old this week. Gosh, I remember when that kid was born. What up, Davy Crockett? <laughs> All right. So enough about us. More about the Mavericks. Isaac Seth Curry out indefinitely, which yeah, sounds so... so ominous, but is not exactly that. So we took uh, my wife and I took my best friend to Yolk. It's like breakfast place on Saturday morning. Oh yeah, uh, in I know down, in downtown Dallas, and we were waiting, and we waited for like an hour. And I hate waiting, but whatever. My wife really wanted to eat there, and whatever your wife wants to do, you normally do. It. <laughs> and so we we're waiting, 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 waiting. And I'm not kidding you. The moment they call our name, I get the notification on my watch, and it's like you know immediate press release. Yeah. And I'm like reading it on my watch. I'm like, what the freaking heck's going on? And they're like, we've been waiting for an hour. Why are you not coming? You're on your phone. And I'm like reading. I'm reading the details from the Mavericks. And I'm like, dang, man. Like, I mean, not that, like we said before, not that we are a title contending team. But there is some optimism. There is some like, oh, we're just excited to see this team kind of flow and get their groove together. And it, I mean, no matter how long he's out, it does kind of just throw whatever rhythm that they're starting to build off a little bit. Yeah, and let me talk about how this came out because I was so surprised that the first thing that came out about this was from the Mavericks, like the email. Usually when when the Mavericks send emails, like press release emails, that's like the last thing we hear from. You know, like that's the official thing. Usually we hear somebody else say it first or it comes from, you know, a different, you know, part of the organization first or something. Like those emails are usually the last, like the official, like it's finally done. We usually hear rumors of stuff first, but that was the first time we had heard anything about it. You know, I hadn't heard about anything, you know, Seth injury related. Had you? No, no, I haven't. And I mean, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but, you know, I didn't get to watch the, you know, the magic game, um, whatever night, you, Thursday you missed, night. You missed the greatest night of Jeff with his life. <laughs> I didn't get to see that. Just had a lot of stuff going on. And then my friend came in and so anyway, and we didn't, I, I don't think you did. We haven't got to talk much over the past few days, but I didn't go to any of the practices over the weekend. No, I couldn't um, either. I've just spent time with my good friend. So, Anyway, we didn't get any like, you know, details, you know, get back in the groove tomorrow, which is Monday, which is when you're listening to this. And hopefully we'll see more details. I think, you know, they announced it. And I think a couple hours later, you know, they had the, you know, uh, media uh, session with Carlisle and stuff at practice. practice, And he talked about it, you know, a little bit. And I don't know. Are you going to go through the details of... Yeah, Carlisle just said that they'll, you know, they're going to reevaluate after a week. They're going to see how it is. Uh, And a week wouldn't even, you know, a week from... When he said that, which I think was either Saturday, uh, yeah, I think it was Saturday when he said that. A week would take him to the the, the season opener. So basically, they're just going to reevaluate before the season opener. Um, you know, figure out if this is something that's going to deal with. But what the email that came out, if you guys didn't see it or if you didn't see the reports or anything like that, is that it said that Seth Curry had a stress reaction in his left tibia. Your tibia is your shin bone, and so he was dealing with with that. Uh, some people call it shin splints. If you guys have heard that basically 
stress reaction is basically <laughs> we were talking about this like it is such a big deal it's so funny but there's no way <laughs> I, mean, I had shin splints in high school every time we i don't know i mean it's a more severe obviously but it's a it's a step below a stress fracture so it's not like anything's broken yet it's just kind of like you know i'm, yeah. not, I'm not a doctor or anything but it's just like something that's uh worn or what do i say worn like it's bent. I don't know. <laughs> there's there's some sort of like warped. Yeah, I don't know. Not warped because that means that it's the bone is like not <laughs> right. Uh, we're not doctors. So we're not gonna say it's a it's a step below stress fracture. So nothing's broken. Nothing's like shattered or anything. He's not gonna miss significant time. But we are. Uh, you know, we're still dealing with. Um, you know, just just preseason stuff, and you know, wanting to be you know precautious, take precautions and stuff like that, and wanting to be more careful than normal. So. When people see indefinitely, that scares a lot of people. And all they're saying is they're just going to be cautious about it. He's going; they're going to be reevaluated after a week, and they'll go from there. Carlisle didn't shoot down the idea of him being available on the opening night on the 18th. So, I mean, it's it it could be a lot worse. It could be when I first saw it. Yeah, my instant reaction is, oh crap! Like, I mean, we're talking, you know, like multiple, you know, weeks or something like that, but. Then when I saw Carlisle saying, hey, you know, every week we're going to look at it. He, I'm not going to, you know, count him out for the opener. So, like, stuff like that, I'm like, okay, you know, not a ton of time. So, but we'll see. We don't we don't know. We're just basing this off of, you know, hit and miss stuff. So, the way it looks, it doesn't look like a long-term serious injury. Yeah, and Carlisle has been pretty good about shooting down stuff like that last season when we, you know – Except with Dirk, when we would ask him, like, you know, what do you think about him playing? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, no, he'll be fine. Or, like, no, I don't think he's going to play, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think he's he's been pretty open about stuff like that. So if there was something serious, I think he would say something about it uh, and say that we were, you know, looking, you know, in the future to try to replace his minutes or something like that. So let's say Seth isn't out. Let's say Seth is out for the, you know, the opener. Let's say that that happens. That's, a, you know, this lingers or something else, you know, God forbid that something else happens with this situation, you know, with his, with his tibia. Um, does Nerland's Noel get the start? I don't think so. You think that ship has totally sailed? I I think it's, it's it, sailed. Because oh, it, fe- it feels like it has. I mean, from us, from our side, it feels like it totally has. But if you're the coach, your best chance to win is probably to start Nerland's Noel. My... My only thing with it is Carlisle normally likes to run these bench units together. That he likes to he likes to run, you know, these systems. The moment you bring Nerlens in place of Seth in that lineup, you change it all. And yeah. that like you change the whole flow, you change your whole system, you change what Dennis is doing right now. You just change that all up. So I think it's gonna be Yogi and I think they'll put Yogi in uh for Seth. You keep the same system going. With that, you're running with with Seth. You just keep everything flowing with Dirk at the five. You don't throw Dennis off because right now Dennis is trying to learn everything. We've seen it. He said everything's getting thrown at him. He said it. He admitted it's not easy right now. Like it's just you throw Nerlens in there, just throws everything, and you keep by taking Yogi out of that second unit. You still have basically the same second unit. You still have JJ and them running together. Like you still have multiple, you know, two guards. Even if you want to bring Jiverson in and put that in, but you still have Nerlens with that bench unit with Dwight Powell, the two rim runners. Like you keep, it's just Nerlens is just starting with throw it all off. 
Yeah, you keep the go- you keep the cohesion sense. together, but I think this. Is, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. This, I think this is the time for him to. <clears throat> Nick, you sound like you. I'm about to go outside and smoke a massive cigar with my best friend, <laughs> and you sound like you just finished smoking a cigar. I pre-game definitely for this. No, I have been drinking tea. I gargled salt water right before I did this. I did all the things you're supposed to do in musical theater before you, you go on. But uh, the um, do do re do do re mi re do. Maybe if I was anyway. doing the sound of music. Do re mi fa sol. But this, this is the time for him to try out different lineups and try to, you know, to do something different. So I, I think we could see something totally different. And I, I don't, I don't know, especially in the preseason. I don't know. I don't know if I buy what you're saying with trying to keep them to, together in the cohesion, because, you know, we we saw in the first couple of games him try different things. You know, different rotation. Um, you know, him throw Nerlens into that starting lineup with the rest of that unit. In that in the Bulls game, we saw him throw Nerlens into that starting lineup for Dirk and, and replace him you know, as the first guy off the bench um, where we didn't see that in the first game where we saw that whole line change where we brought in that crazy fun second unit that we had. So I think that he could try it. I think he might, you know, start for, you know, the preseason game, the, the game that's happening today. Um, but by the time this comes out, you'll probably be like, <laughs> by the time you're listening, you'll be like, no, that didn't happen at all. So Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17 and I want to say this too. Don't count out someone like Clavel starting, and yeah, or Dorian starting because maybe. because this is what you know a similar situation. Because Carlisle loves to keep those bench units together, and taking somebody like Clavel that's not going to get any minutes in the regular season if you know if he makes the roster. If you know, we saw that with Finney Smith when Dirk. What you laughing about? Sorry, my dog is just staring at me. And he's like, "What are you doing? Take me outside." <laughs> We saw that last year when Dirk got hurt. They didn't replace him with Dwight Powell. They didn't replace him with you know somebody that's in that second unit. They replaced him with Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah, that we're all like, we were like, what? <laughs> this undrafted guy that barely made the roster. Yeah. Like that's who they they replaced him with because it kept the thing flowing. It kept the second unit together. So that's why I'm saying, even though I think Yogi will be the person, don't be surprised if it is somebody like Clavel to where Clavel could step into the Seth role, just just be there and play a similar type role, but more importantly, keep the, the second unit together to when Seth comes back, Seth goes straight back into that two-guard role, Jean goes back to folding towels. Yeah, so. and I think that's what I would do. I think I would. I don't think I would start in Orleans. I think I would just go ahead and do that because of what you're saying, especially with you know the starting lineup wanting to keep – those certain guys together. I'm saying the other thing I was saying is that I don't know if Carlisle will do that. I don't know what Carlisle ever is going to do. I mean, he just throws so much stuff. Like we just never know what he's going to do. So any thoughts from the, either the bulls or the magic game, because you and I haven't talked. We had a good pod with Josh uh, Dak from one Oh five, three, the fan. I can say that now, which is awesome. I have a, I have a friend from one Oh five, three, the fan. That is on, <laughs> on the pod. Um, so, any thoughts? Because we haven't we haven't really talked since the preseason opener. I don't think. Yeah, um, I mean the Bulls game was fun because you know it was the the day before the Magic game on Thursday. So uh, Rick and them played. You know, they play they played the starters 
for three quarters, basically. I mean, yeah. two and a half quarters, whatever. And you know what's really funny? Just a, te- a funny side note is post game, we're in the press conference room, and I think it was Eddie Sefko asked, <laughs> asked Rick, says, Hey, you know, who, who all's going tomorrow? You know, is, <laughs> you know, who's basically going to Orlando? And he's like, Well, I don't know a number, a number count on it, but basically all the old guys are staying here. And Eddie, Eddie fires back jokingly and says, Does that mean you're staying here? And Rick's like, he kind of smirks. He's like, hey, you never know. And he just kind of like laughs about it. Comes out the next day. Comes out the next day. Rick Carlisle's dealing with an illness. He will not travel to Orlando. And I started dying laughing. I'm like, dude, he didn't want to go to that crap. Like, ain't no way. So, that anyway. One of the main things I took away from watching Orlando is how bad that team is, man. That team, like, who on that – roster are you excited about i mean aaron gordon scored 13 points in the first quarter but that i don't was want to hear about aaron gordon aaron gordon i do not want to touch him with whatever the how long the pole is from the grinch at the 10 and a half maybe 40, 49 and a half foot pole okay 49 and a half no i don't want to touch him with that like that's i don't know i'm just i'm not a big fan like he's super athletic but somebody or if orlando pays him like 22 a year for that uh, no like if they give him the gary harris extension can we talk about that real quick go for it that's why i brought it up so news comes out gary harris gets the four-year 84 million dollars and some people were just freaking out about it who the heck is gary harris um i'm like solid deal like i mean you see a lot of people like our big Gary Harris fans. And I think it, there was one side of me that's like, Hey, you know, it's not surprising because he is a good two, two way. He's, yeah, he's good defensively, uh, a young prospect, you know, coming, you know, going forward or whatever, but Denver's going to be in a really tricky situation. Yeah. Uh, cap cap wise over the next year or so with, you know, Jokic extension coming up. But I, I started thinking about it and this is actually one tab I had pulled up. Does Seth Curry use something like this as leverage or as like a, as just a, a measuring stick next summer? Because it's scary if it is. And so there's about a four-year difference. Like Gary Harris is like, I think, what, 22, 23. Seth is like 26, 27. Yeah. But when you look at like last year's numbers, I mean, Gary Harris averaged 14.9 points a game. Seth averaged 12.8. And when you go down the line, like right at the same amount of steals, Seth one point one, Gary Harris one point two, assist Seth two point seven, Gary Harris two point nine, like rebounds are, you know, kind of similar. Like you go three point percentage last year, Seth Curry forty two percent, Gary Harris forty two percent. It's just I'm I don't think Seth is the he doesn't have the frame and he might not be the the you know on ball defender that Gary Harris is and he is three or four years older. But if Seth is sitting there looking and saying, Hey, even for a short term deal, Gary somebody like Gary Harris is you know, how how similar are there this is a this will be something to really manage this year. How similar will Gary Harris and Seth Curry's numbers be this year? It's fair to look at. However, with an extension like Harris's, you're investing in the future. You're investing in the back half of that deal, right? Like you're you're thinking that yeah. he's going to be worth that money in the last two years of that deal. Whereas you look at some of these guys in baseball, you know, like, or well, let's just look at a guy on the on the Nuggets. You look at Paul Millsap. They give him that max deal, and they give him they gave him four years, I think, right? 
They yeah. are investing in the front half of that deal. They're in, they're saying that he's going to be worth that money in the first two years of that deal. The second two years of that deal, he's going to be like 34, 35, maybe 33. And it's probably not going to be worth it at that point. He's going to lose, you know, some athleticism. He's going to lose, you know, that defensive edge that is, you know, that is really makes him valuable. They're going to lose that. So for Seth, I don't know if he's either one of those. I mean, you are getting some in the in the front half, but we're not really sure what you're getting. You know, he is he worth that amount of money, you know, in the front half of that deal because he is older, you know, like cuz you would you would be investing in the front half. So, is he worth it? And I don't think that he is at this point. That much money. However, I really like the Gary Harris contract extension. Even though people are joking with me on Twitter about, you know, our rankings and stuff and um, but I like it because of the incentive. So it's it's really a four year, seventy four million dollar extension, which is completely different than the four year eighty four million dollars if you look at it. Um, and then there's a lot of incentives, and I don't know exactly what those are. Um, somebody on Twitter said that it was steep, <laughs> so I'm not sure if mm. that's just like tw- scoring twenty points a game or making an all star team or something, you know, mm. anything like that. But you know, that's a that's a pretty good deal and a really good investment for a team that. You know, found something really good in that guy. By the way, do you remember how Gary Harris made it on the Nuggets? I do not. I mean, I know he's from Michigan State. It was a draft night trade where the Nuggets traded to the Chicago Bulls. The Nuggets traded Doug McBuckets. Wow. For Gary Harris and Joseph Nurkic. Dang. <laughs> what a but trade. Ne- ne- what a trade that looks out to be right now. <laughs> but neither one neither one like all three of them are rookies though, right? Like prospects. Yeah. Okay. But still, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. that's one of those famous trades you look back on and just go, "Dang, like they totally missed on both those guys." Yeah. That's it, true for real. Wouldn't the Bulls love a guy like Harris? I mean, every team would love a guy like Harris right now. Oh yeah, for sure, and that's why I mean, that's why he got paid. But Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there, throw that out there. Like, yeah, it's fair. The idea of Seth looking at a contract like that next year and being like, "Hey, like, even if it's two years, two years, forty million. Like, if if Gary Harris is getting twenty one a year or something, why can't I get twenty? But anyway, back to the Mavericks. What about Jeff Withy? <laughs> what is up with that man? <laughs> I was just watching the the uh, Lakers in preseason against the Kings tonight, and they were showing Brooke Lopez and they were showing his stats, and he made three threes. His whole career starting, you know, before last season. And then last season he made like 137 threes. And you're looking at Jeff Withy, and Jeff Withy made zero threes. Josh and I talked about this on the Friday pod, but he, Jeff Withy attempted four threes his entire, you know, career in the NBA. All four years, he only attempted four threes. Two of them were counted as heaves per basketball reference, which means <laughs> that he t- attempted them from like more than half court. So yeah. two actual attempts, and now he just made three in a preseason game. Uh, this could be like the next Brook Lopez, you know? And uh, Josh and I are both talking about whether what this has to do with Salah Mejri. Uh, I was flabbergasted when Salah told me that Carlisle said that, you know, Withy has a green light, but I think that it's kicking Salah off the team. Yeah, I mean, when we talk with people in the media, people at Mavs games and stuff, it's kind of like torn right now. A lot of people agree, hey, we don't think – you know, both of them will make the roster. Yeah. But you talk to the right person, they're like, man, Withy's making this team. It sucks, but Salah's not going to make it. But then you talk to another person, they're like, man, like, Salah's attitude and his ability where I don't give a crap about nobody, I'll challenge yeah. any shot, yeah. his, you know, his athleticism, you know, for the position and just stuff like that. Like, 
his energy. Like, man, we don't know, you know, he's going to make it over with it. With he just doesn't have that. But it's a it's a really interesting dynamic because they do play the same position. They can't play the four, neither one no. of them. But they both kind of bring this different type of vibe and play to the games. Let me ask you this question. Could Jeff Withy play with Nerlens playing the four? No. If he's going to shoot threes like that. I mean, I definitely need to see it a little bit you, more before you we call use, him a stretch five. You use Jeff Withy as you know the the normal five. You use Nerlens as the you know the four. Nerlens' ability to guard the perimeter and help—he's a better help defender than he is a positional defender. So you put Jeff Withy on some you know like the Anthony Davis's and blah blah, blah and you have Nerlens come over and help. I feel like here's that's a, a that's a better position. But here's the thing: there's a reason why Dirk and Nerlens is not starting together. For that well, very Dirk's, reason, Dirk's really slow. <laughs> Yeah, but like the same thing. If we're gonna say with these uh, stretch five, then that's what Dirk is. So it's not like they don't want to do that together. So could it happen hypothetically? Yeah. On the second unit, though, there's less stakes, so I feel like they could do that. But less that, stakes for sure. I mean, would I play with you over Dwight Powell? Come on, Nick. Stop, you know the answer to that. Stop. Jeff Withy's been on this team for five minutes, and he's already made more threes than Dwight Powell has. I think. And that is a very true statement. Dwight Powell in the Chicago game shot one for six, shot one for five from the three-point line. Hey, he's improved that. He's trying. And, he's trying, man. But, hey, man, his efficiency numbers is up. He's a plus 16. So, let's go, MV Powell. Mm-hmm. All right, before before we go, I want to just say one play from the Orlando game that I thought was very notable. With a minute 53 left in the first half, Jeff Withey, it's late in the shot clock, and Jeff Withy does a handoff to Dennis Smith Jr. on the right wing. Six seconds left on the shot clock. Dennis Smith Jr. loses his handle. He regains it, readjusts. Three seconds left at that point. He crosses over, pump fakes. Alfred Payton bites on the pump fake. Dennis Smith Jr. fades away. Three. Beat the clock. Good. That is what you guys are looking for this year. That is a play that I saw that stuck out to me. With Alfred Payton, who is a good NBA defender, like for all of his flaws, he you know that is one thing that people have not you know been harsh about is his his defense and saying that that guy's a pretty good defender. But that play, and I will I will post the gif of that play in the article that I post this podcast in. So go check it out, go watch it. That is what we are looking for. That is some hope that you guys can look for in this team. You know, all of this talk about you know Seth being out and the momentum and blah blah blah, all that, you know the cohesion and all that. Go watch that play. It'll make you feel better about Mavericks basketball. It's coming back. It's going to be fun this year. Yeah, I want to – I mean, that's that's exactly what we, what we want to see in, in Dennis, and you kind of said it too about, you know, Alfred because Alfred is kind of one of these guys that when you think about him, he's like this, you know, athletic, long, defending type yeah. of type of player. And, Harry. And I'm excited <laughs> to see – I'm excited to see Monday night. Because we already saw, you know, Harrison tweeted out and was like, "Hey, we're gonna get him back on, you know, Monday night, yeah, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that." So, we're, you know, we're gonna see the full squad. They're gonna be rested, you know, going against you know Orlando and stuff, and we're gonna see if Orlando throws out the uh, the typical lineup, you know, as they did the other night. They, see- I mean, Orlando basically played this like a regular season game. They played their guys like they just played pretty much through the first half at least. They've played. All their guys that are going to be in the rotation. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting, you know, with Vucevic in there. You know, they'll put Dirk on Vucevic, and then Aaron Gordon on Barnes, 
And if Barnes is the guy that, you know, people that's a, pretty, wanna, that's a pretty fun little matchup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, super fun matchup, but it, it gets really interesting when somebody like Orlando, you know, if the, a couple minutes into the game, what if they take Vucevic out and put in Jonathan Isaac, you know, that to where him or Gordon's at the you know, five spot. R- Isaac looked rough on offense. Just rough. He is. I mean, he, he's raw offensively. He's just crazy athletically and yeah. length. And but yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, all the guys that stayed back, you know, they're obviously rested and should be ready to go Monday night, with the exception of Seth. So uh, we'll see. We'll see who starts Monday night. We'll see how the rotations uh, hit. How many minutes the guys play and. We only got a couple more of these until the 18th, so. I'm excited. I'm super excited. I'm ready to go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. I'm Nick Angstead. He's Isaac Harris. Our Twitter information is in the the uh, description of this podcast, as well as how you can donate to Puerto Rican uh, relief for from Hurricane Maria. Uh, that is still going on. They're still dealing with that. And uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Peace out. Boom. place with the helpful hardware folks it's ace's biggest led light bulb sale of the year right now buy one get one free on our best-selling led light bulbs our four pack of led bulbs is 9.99 and our two pack of led floodlights is only 12.99 buy one get one free there's no limit on how much you can save so stock up now hurry in buy one get one free on long-lasting 10-year led bulbs now through monday only at your neighborhood ace see participating stores for details